0: Hey, everybody. Sarah here with the Change With Him Real Robert Dean podcast. And I'm so excited. When was it? It's just that it's honestly the weirdest times. Sometimes that God drops things into my mind. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh that's good. <laughs> I'm like, that's your wisdom, not mine. Because mine would be like, huh? But when it's yours, I'm like, oh, hmm. And these six little words that came to me today... Uh, when I was just sitting there, like honestly waiting for my water, for my coffee to, to brew or boil or all the things, because that's how I start my day. I start my day with coffee and then with the Bible. I used to have a sign in my kitchen that said, I start my day with coffee and end my day with wine. Don't do the wine anymore pregnant now, but, <laughs> uh, but it's amazing because it's just been an incredible experience being pregnant, um, especially with, with a godly man and not a man who is emotionally abusive and unavailable. I have a lot of episodes about that and a lot of stuff and content I share, uh, and the people that I was most called to, to be led to working with were, were those like me in my past. And that was people who had gone through emotionally unavailable and abusive past. And I thank God for that. It's such a blessing that I got to experience such deep emotional and traumatic abuse in the context of a relationship because it led me to a personal, close, private, intimate relationship with him, with my father, with my creator, with my Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the one who set me free. I used to think that the X would be the one to set me free because he came in, right? Savior complex, Cinderella complex. If you Google those or look those up, I've got videos on those as well. Um, old videos. I haven't done one in a long time because they don't really matter anymore. But Um, All really that does is God. (laughs) But when I put those things above and before God, then of course everything was off. And that is where he has led me to being in my life right now and to just like words of wisdom just dropping in. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that. And the words that dropped in this morning were, he lets you, you get to. And I was like, oh, wow. Wow he lets you you get to and the power of those words and and that he is big H capital H I always say that that's why this podcast was named the change with him big capital H Jesus Christ himself the Holy Spirit God with the bod like Jesus the Father Son and Holy Spirit the Trinity he lets you and and that is where all strength and all power comes from he gives us the choice I I think we lessen and we lower, we bring ourselves down to this worldly order when we're like, well, I have the choice. I get to choose. I choose the life. I create the life that I desire to live. Uh, Sure, uh, if you wanna live limited, uh, then keep living with that perspective, right? If you want to live limited, keep living with that perspective. I am in control of my destiny. And you see these things all over the place. I get to use this particular design to create my ideal life. And those things sell, unfortunately and sadly, they sell like hotcakes. And the beauty in that is that that means we're all looking for the thing. We're all looking for the thing. And the thing we're actually all looking for has a name. His name is Jesus, (laughs) the King of kings, the Lord of lords. His name is the name above all other names. And that's ultimately what we're all looking for. And when we're saying, well, I get to, we're like, no, no. I mean, yes, you get to because he lets you because he is not the author of abuse, manipulation, or control. And a lot of us want to get away from that when we've experienced that. In my past personal experience with abuse, manipulation, control, I'm talking about emotional, not physical, although there were a number of times I prayed that it would be physical because I felt like I would have had something to justify. (sighs) Different story, another chapter, a different day. But about today, what the Holy Spirit dropped in was he lets you, you get to, there's so much power in these words because he lets us choose. He's not going to force us to follow him, to live by him. And I think a lot of us feel like if we're quote unquote religious or if we're lovers or followers of Jesus in my infancy, anyway, I felt like no, it's about following the rules. It's about being perfect. It's about being controlled. And I'm just going to go to church every Sunday and sit there and feel awful and horrible about myself because, yeah, I've done some things I shouldn't have done. Yeah. I'm aware of that, right? All sassy and like So therefore, I don't want to feel bad, so I'm not going. And I had this conversation with my daughter. We were actually on our way to serve this weekend. And we're talking about religion. And she was asking me about particular people in our family, people that we pray for to come to know and to have a close, intimate, personal relationship with Jesus so that they will know the truth that he did not come so that all of us could be a part of this certain religion. He came for a personal relationship. One of my favorite songs out right now is Phil Wickham's new song, Relationship. And it literally says, you didn't come for religion. You want a relationship with me. Like he's so, I love his, his, his worship, his music. It's like, whoo, whoo, sing it, (laughs) Phil. And we were talking about the difference between religion and relationship. And religion is you have to work your way to Jesus. You have to do things in a particular order for a certain length of time, in a certain way, or else. Well, what's the or else? The or else is you feel bad. And guess what? Literally, the mind is programmed. I learned this in my training to become a therapist. The mind is hardwired. There's a blueprint, an internal structure and foundation a programming that will move you away from pain and towards pleasure. Guess what that also means? That we will continue to move towards God, to seek after God, even if we're not calling it God or Jesus. We will look towards those things. And a lot of us spend most of our life looking towards things that actually cause and inevitably create more pain because we're ultimately looking for a close, personal, intimate relationship with him. That is what he wants for us. And that's actually what we want with him as well. But he lets you and you get to. I was like, wow. Oh my God. I could go on about this for the rest of my life. He lets you and you get to. God didn't, there were so many times in my past where I'm like, God, why would you let him do that? And and that him, right, was an X, was the narcissistic emotional abuser. Why would you let him do that? Why am I the one that has to pay and suffer? Why am I the one that has to be put out? Why am I the one that has to deal with this now? All the court stuff, all of the sleepless nights, all of the way that my daughter's life was impacted. And, and all of it felt like if I was carrying the weight of it on my shoulders. And then I handed it over God. I'm like, this shit is not mine to carry. This is not mine to carry. You did not create me to carry this. Lord, your, your word says your yoke is easy and your burden is light. I've been carrying my own yoke. I've been trying to carry his yoke for him because I felt bad for him. Because I am an empathetic, loving, kind, caring, compassionate person. And I, I wanted to experience a different life. I desired for him to experience a different life. But I tried to do it in the way that I thought was right. And I, I left you out of it. And so I can honestly say with my whole heart, now that's not right. <laughs> I'm laying that down. Right, We're called to lay things down. We're called to lay on the altar everything that we want altered. And the altar is the foot of Jesus, right? We do that a lot in church. We're like, come, oh, come to the altar, right? There's songs about it. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That's what that song continues to go on to say. And he lets you, he lets you into his family. We are all adopted into his family through the, the death of his son, Jesus, we are all his children now, his adopted children. He lets us be a part of his family. He also lets you go do whatever you want to do. He lets you. He's not going to holy fire angels down and stop you. He's going to let you. He gave you a beautiful will and mind and emotions and feelings. And, and so he's going to let you he literally is going to let you do what you want to do. You look at the Bible. He didn't want them to do certain things, but he let them do anything. He let them build altars. He let them you know, teach about things that were not leading others the right way, the way, the truth, and the light that were leading others astray. He lets people go do whatever they want to do. He doesn't want us to see us do whatever we want to do. But a lot of us live with this complex of, I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I'm in control of my life. I create my destiny. It's about work. It's about money. It's about fame. It's about status. It's about success, whatever. So I'm going to go do whatever I want to do. I'm going to buy whatever I want to buy. I am going to say whatever I want to say. And he's like, "Ah, fine, have your way. Like, go, have your way. Do you, boo? (laughs) And then we find out, okay, that's not the way because I thought when I did it that certain way, I would feel the certain way. And I thought that I would feel the certain way for a lot longer than I felt the certain way when I got the thing or when I did the thing or when I created the thing and when I ultimately had the thing that I was working and striving so hard to get. Why don't I feel like that? Why don't I feel better longer? Well, because you're not with God in it. You're not walking with God in it. You're not living in alignment with his plan and purpose for your life in it. But he's going to let you and you get to. You get to go do whatever you want because he lets you. He's not a controlling God. He's not an abusive God. He's not not a manipulative God. That's the one who wants to be God. That is the enemy. That is the devil. That is Satan. Satan is controlling, manipulative. He's, He's the con artist behind all this going dangling the carrot in front of you going, look over here, look over here baby you. And we're like, Ooh, you got what I need. (gasps) And he calls himself a friend. He calls himself just like, almost like the shortcut or fast, fast track to Jesus. He's like, I have everything you want and need, and you don't have to do all those other things. And we're like, ooh, yes, better, faster, right now, more instant, right? And we live in a better, faster, more instant world now. We don't like when Jesus makes us wait. We're like, I'm done waiting. I'm going to go do it my own way. And guess what? God lets you and you get to. There's so much about this he lets you, you get to thing. And I know that's why he dropped it in because I'm like, all right, God, what should I do? And he's like, I don't know. I I let you and you get to. You got to go do whatever you want you want to go drive your your car a million miles an hour? We probably wouldn't go that fast. Let's just say the governor taps out at 120. You want to go drive your car 120 miles an hour down the freeway? You want to? Well, guess what? I'm going to let you when you get to. Is it wise? Is it smart? No. You get to go pound a bunch of alcohol and go out all night with your friend at the bar? Well, I'm going to let you and you get to. Uh, there may be consequences for that. I would, just using that example, I'm kind of laughing because that's what my ex used to do, and then say that I made him. I'm like, I actually did not make you at all in any way. But that was an excuse. Oh, you told me to get out, and you told me to – you wish I wasn't alive. Like, all these crazy things. I had a conversation with someone else yesterday about – their crazy abusive relationship in the past and how her life has been completely transformed and free from all that because of the Lord. And I'm like, let's praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And we were just kind of laughing now and just so grateful and so thankful for the way that God has turned our lives around because he lets you and you get to. He lets you be in whatever relationship you want. He lets you make whatever decision you want and you get to. Now, he lets me be in a relationship with him, close, intimate, and personal, and I get to. And I wake up every day with praise in my heart going, Lord, I get to spend another day with you. I get to spend another day receiving and experiencing your love, your wisdom, your power, and your truth. Thank you, Lord, that I get to. Thank you that you've let me in. Thank you that you call me a friend. Thank you that I can call you a friend. Thank you that I get to love on my daughter another day. Thank you that I get to experience love all around me and always every day because of you, because it's your breath in my lungs. Thank you for dropping in this wisdom that I get to share. And you let me and I get to, but I, I get to choose to, and I get to choose in everything I do to trust in you. And it's like, Man when you say that I get to choose in everything I do to trust in you oh my gosh and he lets you and and it goes both ways I was having this conversation with a personal private client the other day there are two sides to every coin well guess what and guess who is on one side and guess what and guess who is on the other side and she asked me Sarah what are your personal like what are your private practices like now like I know you've done a lot of stuff in the past and I'm like yeah I have now my personal private practice is I wake up I boil my water I make my coffee drink I like my mushroom rice. it's so delicious and so yummy the mushroom stuff sounds gross but it's kind of good to keep my daughter away from it the mushroom coffee sometimes I'll have regular coffee as well and then I read my Bible and I spend time with God I just spend time with him. I sometimes go in my prayer closet. It was so sweet. Yesterday before church, I went to my prayer closet with my daughter. She showed interest in going there and having her prayer journal. So we went and bought her one and she wrote her prayers in there. And I was feeling super impatient. I'm like, come on, we're gonna be late. We gotta go. You're always delaying. You're always procrastinating. What's delaying and procrastinating? I'm like, it's this. It's you taking your sweet, slow, sloth-like time To do the thing, (laughs) Uh, and then I had a Jesus moment because as she was quote unquote delaying, she was actually in the prayer closet waiting. I'm like, come on, let's go. She was like, wait, you said we were gonna pray first. I'm like, oh yeah, I did say that. So we go in the prayer closet, and she had opened up her notebook and already began writing her prayers. She's in first grade. She's learning to read and write, and wow, she's like, I think probably every parent who loves their kid is like, my kid's a genius. She's writing out this prayer and I just felt so humbled by the Lord. He was there in that prayer closet with her and she was praying for the most simple thing. My husband is out of town right now. He's, he's in across the country doing some work on his other house and he lost his driver's license. And my daughter had started writing out a prayer that said, dear God, <laughs> I pray that Kyle finds his driver's license. Thank you, amen. And she was writing that out and I was like rushing her. But the moment that I walked into the closet, I felt God's peace, his mercy and his grace. And this, like, what are you, what are you writing? Like this interest, this this curiosity, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, wow. Whew. She's got the spirit of God in her. Her name literally is Gabrielle translates to woman of God. And it's so funny because the ex is the one that decided to name her that. And I'm like, see, God is working in all things, always. He's always working through people, using people, but not in an abusive way, using them for his good and for his glory, for his fame. So we all get to know him and the love of God and get to live with him eternally. But he lets us choose that on this side of heaven, on this side of eternity. He lets us choose what we'd like to do. Of course, he wants us to choose things that draw us more near to him, closer to him, that bring us more deeply in an intimate relationship with him. But he he lets us, he lets you when you get to, he's always saying yes to you, but he lets you say yes to him, or he lets you say no to him. And if you say yes to him for decades, like I did, <laughs> He doesn't ever hold it against you. When you change your mind, when you turn around, when you repent, which literally means to turn around, to stop doing what you're currently doing and start doing a different thing. He doesn't sit there and go, well, hold on. (laughs) Before I accept you and let you in, uh, let's take a look at all the bad things that you've done. He doesn't do that. He literally says, I am so glad you've come home. Let's throw a freaking party in your name and sing you praise because you have made the greatest decision of your life. You have stopped what you were doing. You have turned around and let's love on that. Let's celebrate that. Let's honor. that. It is literally the story of the prodigal son in the Bible. One of the best, most amazing stories. And every time I hear it with a a different angle, another perspective and through a different lens, I'm like, that is the best story ever. It is the story of us, right? And it's a story of humans who, who walked the same walk, who went down the same path, who did the same thing. I can, closely and personally and intimate relate with the son that was like, I'm out of here. Screw this. I'm not sticking around to do hard work and continue to listen to you tell me what to do and when to do it, where to do it, how to do it. F you. I'm out of here. Like middle finger to the world as I turned my back on it, right? And thought I was going to go live it up in the world and did. Did for a time. Did for a while until I felt broken inside and Jesus met me at my darkest moment. I was telling that girl about that yesterday. We had a friendsgiving. And I'm like, Phew. the the time I was the closest to Jesus, the most intimate and personal time I ever felt, like I literally felt his breath in my face. I was telling her it was the I was deeply considering ending it all. And I like, thank God. You know, he lets you and you get to. He he met me in my darkest hour at, at the the most difficult time I'd ever had in my life. And on the outside, it looked like I had it all. Like I had a house, I had a car, I had a job, I a baby, like I had it all on the outside, but inside I had nothing. And I realized inside I had nothing because I didn't have him. And he met me there with three little words, just like he lets you, just like you get to three little words, the three little words were, I love you. And I I wrote a book about it. It's on Amazon. It's a little journal. Um, I love it. It was my first published thing, which was pretty cool. It kept coming to me and I'm like, what do you want me to do with this God? And he's like, I just want you to put it out there. (laughs) I think I've sold like four copies, one to myself, one to my mom. It's fine. Um, but it was just the, do the thing, take the step, walk with faith, right? Take the step, three little words, walk with faith, three little words. He lets you, you get to. Three little words, right? He doesn't come in all big and bold and shaming and like all of his glory. And sometimes I think when we think that we're afraid of that, we're like, what are you going to do to me? What's going to happen to me if I choose you, if I choose to lay down my life and give my life to you and walk with you? You know, What are you going to change? And then we get stuck in this thing that we're afraid of. We're afraid of what's going to change. Well, I can honestly as living proof and a testimony tell you that everything is gonna that is going to change that will change that needs to change is going to change in the most incredible ways that there are things that are going to change like personally uh things have changed financially a lot for me because i stopped doing things of the world and i started drawing closer to him and desiring to be more like who he wants me to be and less like how I want me to be. And that required completely, continuously choosing every day, knowing that I get to every day, say, Lord, have it your way. And a lot of the things in and of the world that I was engaged in and giving my time and energy and emotions to, and my finances to, uh, he said, I mean, Sarah, you get to. Like, you get to do what you want to do, but I know your heart. And I know that you want to do what I want you to do and continue to seek that. And the Bible says, seek, and you will find ask and you will receive. And I know this podcast is one of those things. And that's why I share it. Oh my God, I haven't made a single penny off of it. And I have hours and hours and hours and hours and hours that have gone into it. And there's just a piece about it. And I'm like, it's okay. He lets you Like as simple as this he lets you record these episodes, and guess what? You get to? You get to share. And that's what the Bible says. You get to serve, you get to share. And I just trust that this is gonna serve and share and meet you right there. Like right there. Like right, right there. Like right where you are, right now. (laughs) Wherever you're listening. Whether you're sitting, whether you're standing, whether you're driving, whether you're jogging, whether you're doing whatever you're doing. Like, because that's how God is he meets us right there. There's no special place we have to go. There's no special things we have to know. We don't have to like know every scripture or every word in the Bible. We don't have to be able to say, well, Romans Romans two says, I don't know that. Like most of the time I have to Google it. What does the Bible say about this? And I don't even know the actual verse, but verses come up, of course. And I'm like, thank goodness for that but I don't have to know them before I just ask. It's like literally like asking Google and you shall receive. And he lets you and you get to, that's the beautiful thing. He lets you have a personal relationship with him and you get to have a personal relationship with him or he lets you go your own way or whatever way you wanna go and go do whatever you wanna do. And you get to, you get to do that. Like, sometimes on the weekend, I'm like, Lauren, just reveal to me if I should go for a hike today. And he's like, really? (laughs) I mean, I'm going to let you, and guess what? You get to. And then I'm like, "Uh, should I have spent my time doing something else? And he's like, well, whatever you wanted to do, I would let you, and you, you get to. It's your life. I created you to enjoy it, right? Because... I created you in the image of me, and man, I enjoy all things because I created all things. I enjoy all things, and I see their beauty and their goodness and their richness and their abundance because I created them, and I created them in my image. I created you in my image, and I am full of love. I am full of mercy. I am full of grace. I am full of truth. I am full of all these wonderful things. And you want to walk with me, live with me, be with me. Well, guess what? I'm going to let you and you get to, but I'm not going to force you to. Just like, I'm like, God's never like forced me to go on a hike or forced me to like drink something with no sugar in it because I know it's healthier than something with loads of sugar. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy, God. Like, you're crazy. You crazy, man. <laughs> like, you are. Wow. Wow. You're amazing. Oh, my gosh. Like, he lets you and you get to. I'm like, whoa. No wonder. I'm like, well, what is it, God? And he's like, well, whatever it is. You know, I let you. and You get to. You want to spend time with me? Cool. I want to spend time with you, too. And I'm going to let you, and you're going to get to. Like, I'm never going to say no to you, ever. Like, I love you. I'm never going to say no to you. But God definitely has boundaries. He's not like, oh, walk all over me and use me. I'm not a genie in a bottle, right? I'm not Christina Aguilera. You can't rub me the right way. I mean, you can. Like, let's just be real about that. You can rub me the right way by just... surrendering your life to me but not in a worldly way where you're like poof i want this and here you go you got it like there's some things you got to work for and towards well guess what jesus had to work for and towards salvation he had to work for and towards fulfilling god's ultimate plan purpose and destiny for his life so that we could live with him forever in eternal life you see like this is the way it gets to be and it's so cool. So <laughs> I just had to pull up. Speaking of scripture, uh, I love this definition. There's different versions, right? Different iterations of the Bible. Some of them we grew up with and they're easier for us to understand, but all the and doubts and all of them like, what are you talking about? Uh, so New Living Translation is a really easy translation to read and understand. And they even re-emphasized this in our church this weekend. What version of the Bible should I choose to read? Well, the one that you understand. So that's why there's so many different translations. He lets you. Remember, let's go back to our, our focus today. He lets you and you get to. Jesus, God, they let you. Choose whatever translation you want to read and you get to. So choose the one that you will read. Choose the one that makes the most sense to you. And, and choose to engage in other ones. If you're like, this doesn't quite make sense to me. Don't, don't let that be what doesn't set you free, right? Like, look it up. We've got apps. We've got all kinds of resources now that we can tap into. But Ephesians 1.4, the New Living Translations of Ephesians 1.4 says, Even before he made the world... Remember, we are worshiping, we are loving, we are laying down our lives for the creator of it, not the creation of it. This is not universe. This is not manifestation BS. Even before he made the world, we're talking about God here and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They were all three in one, one in three. God loved us. And it's not loved like he used to love us. God loved and loves us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault. In his eyes when we've accepted Jesus into our life we died with him our sins were nailed to the cross with him it is by his blood and his is Jesus's blood that he shed to set us free and to live with him for eternity forever We get to live with him. We get to live in his glory, his goodness, his abundance. And here's the thing. He lets you and you get to. Wow. And here's the line. He knew this. He wanted this. He desired this for you before he ever made you. You were knit together in your mother's womb. This is so relevant right now because I'm pregnant and because of the way this pregnancy started, because of the way the enemy tried to attack and deceive it and end it. And I thank God for who he is and that he loved me and he loved the son that I'm carrying, my husband's first son. He chose us to be in Christ and holy without fault in his eyes. I know that the steps that I took in the beginning of this pregnancy, contemplating ending it and trying to terminate it, that God still loved me through that. And he let me And I got to, I I got to say the things I said in the way that I said them to the people that I said them in. And I, I got to let God in, into that really, really, really dark place, into those dark, scary places. And because I did... I get to continue to walk with him, love him, be with him, and know that he walks with me, loves me, and will always be with me. And he is the author of redemption. He is the author of restoration. He is the author of turning things around. And in every way in my life, he has done that many, many, many times. And the truth I know about God and who he is is he will never quit. He will never stop. He will never stop loving us. He will never stop forgiving us. He will never, ever stop seeing us as his. He will never, just like Ephesians 1, God loved us and chose us in Christ. So when we accept Jesus Christ into our lives, we accept this and he lets us and we get to, to be holy and without fault in his eyes. When you let Jesus in, God doesn't see your sin. When you let Jesus in, God does not see your sin it has been forgiven. It's done. It's in the past. You you don't need to bring it back out and rehash. He has forgiven you because of his love for you. And here's the truth. He lets you and you get to. So he's going to let you go do whatever you want to do and you get to. But I can tell you as living proof, when you say, Jesus, have your way. I'm all yours. I lay it all down. I choose to walk with you, follow you, and surrender my life to you. I can promise you. It might not always be easy, but it will always be worth it. So that is what I pray for you and over you today. I love you guys, and I'll see you soon. Bye for now.